This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs. Listen live or support by visiting WCWP.org. This is Mark Snyder. It's Friday morning, 9 a.m. and time for Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. What is Chamber Chatter? Well, it's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. I have three guests joining me today via Zoom technology. They are Tyler Sloves, ambassador and board member for the Melville Chamber of Commerce. John Hill, he's the founder and CEO of the Long Island Advancement of Small Business, the LIASB. And Bessem Sukai, president of the Southampton Chamber of Commerce. Tyler, John, Desim, welcome to Chamber Chatter. Let's get right into it. John, I'm going to start with you. You founded the Long Island Advancement for Small Business in October of 2009. That's correct. Talk to me about your motivation to get the group started and the role the organization serves. Uh, 2008, uh, I was involved in many of the organizations on Long Island. And uh, they all talked about helping small business, but nobody did anything about it. I put together a program, uh, a, a business plan, I said. I, I brought it to two people that I know very well. One was a, a, a psychologist, another was a, an engineer. And uh, they grilled me for an hour and 15 minutes at the local, local uh, diner about what I had put in, in the uh, business plan. And one gentleman said, I think you have something here. I think I want to do it. And that was, I'm going on the 11th year. I'm in business. And uh, what we do is, the Long Island Advance for Small Business is a 501c3. Uh, we work with Long Island Small Business to help them grow and prosper through networking and educational business programs. That's what we do. And in this day and age, if you don't stay up with the latest in technology, social media, uh, uh, sales and marketing, you'll fall by the wayside especially on Long Island. That's basically what we do. It's been recently reported that one in six small businesses on Long Island has been lost to the COVID-19 pandemic. Your thoughts on that? Well, most of the, organ- most of the people in my organization are, are what we refer to as second story members. They're not the, the restaurants and so forth. Although I know a lot of people are in the restaurant business, but uh, what I've had more people move move from off Long Island. That's what I've lost uh, four or five people. Uh, some moved to Florida, some moved to Texas, and some moved to North Carolina. Okay, because they just couldn't take it anymore. Considering the fact that that New York State is rated fiftieth as far as helping as far as supporting small businesses, it's one of the reasons that they left. That's for sure. Do you um? Do you partner with the local chambers of commerce? What's your relationship like? Because uh, there are quite a few on Long Island. Yeah, I, there's a one or two uh, that I, uh, the Smithtown Chamber, and uh, there's one other that's run by a, a member of my organization. And I, I tried to uh, uh, talk to some of the chambers, but they seem to have their own story. They do their own thing. And I just felt that, that we supply a different capability. We supply education. Well, a lot of the other organizations don't. I'm going to keep drilling down here a little bit because I'm still not 100% clear 
on what you're doing for the local business. So what's a typical day like for you? Well, we, we, we have one or two events a month. And uh, what we do is we network with the members. We, we, at 8 o'clock in the morning, we get on board and we introduce all the members. And then we have a, um, a, uh, a person who is a guest speaker and it's, we speak for 45 minutes and then he is, they respond to questions for the next 15 minutes. So most of the other organizations have a, a maybe a 20 or 30 minute presentation where we do a whole 45 minutes to an hour. And what we do is we, we educate members and that's what they want to hear. And we, we, we send out different, uh, uh, forms for finding out what they do, what they want to hear, what they're what they're interested in learning. Like one thing in particular is uh, Microsoft 365, and I have the president of the International Association of Microsoft Chamber, uh, Robert Kuzeki, and he usually comes in and gives a presentation as well. So, were you like a large networking group? Yeah, we could say we're a networking group, but we're we're an educational group primarily. Okay, I'm going to come back to you and talk some more in a bit. Tyler, when we first spoke, your words to me were, and I'm quoting you, the Melville Chamber is the greatest chamber on Long Island. What makes you say that? Well, I don't know if I use the word, the term greatest, maybe uh, most active. Uh, we've always been very, very active. Before COVID, we were active um, with regards to events, what we the model that, that we developed was a model of groups within the chamber. So we have a women's group. Um, so groups of peers, okay? We have a next gen, which is the young professionals, a lot of millennials. Um, we also have a business resource roundtable. Um, we also recently developed a inclusion and diversity platform as well. So with those groups, we do not only education as uh, John does at the LIASB, which is a, a very important, but we also do mentoring. Um, we work with academia, government, and corporate nonprofit. And, and we also work with other organizations uh, and break down the silos between organizations and also the, all of these government agencies and school and schools, we have 14 colleges on Long Island, and we try to work with. We try to find the key people within these organizations, uh, in within academia, government, SBA, for instance, which is right across the street from us. One of the offices at the Farmingdale SUNY Farmingdale uh, campus, and we develop programs where we can do internships. We can get our big membership because we're on the 110 corridor. We're on the business corridor of Long Island. And I'm sure you're familiar with that corridor. It's, uh, it's not a typical Main Street chamber. It's a, it's a chamber of businesses. But we also do have catering, caterers. We have uh, restaurants. Uh, and we're able to utilize, before COVID, the vendors of these uh, places so that we can have a lot of networking. Networking is very important in business and also to facilitate commerce because that's that's where folks find jobs that's where um businesses make deals uh so networking when you asked john before you know is he a networking group 
Uh, I think most of these organizations try to make a big component of their organizations in networking, um, and because that's an important way to facilitate business. Um, so when I when I said that <clears throat> we're active, pre-COVID we were very active because we had four or five events at different venues. So for instance, uh, the business roundtable once a month we would ha- find a uh, a location to go to. Uh, whether it be a factory or business, whether it be manufacturing, retail, restaurant. And and we would have a person come on for about 20 minutes, give a presentation, not a commercial for their product, something that would be resourceful for other members. And the whole idea of the business roundtable is engagement, to get those folks to engage that are coming, that are showing up at the at the uh, roundtable. Um, and so I I became a pretty good facilitator at that. I would ask my own questions just to get everybody to chime in. And that that's my baby. That's what I do. Uh, the roundtable events, uh, when I did them live, I do them digitally now. We have a, a fantastic women's group. Uh, each group has co-chairs and committee members, and the groups have their own events. So we have after-hours events, evening networking, more casual, relaxed-type networking. And then we have morning events that are also very um networking-ish at the breakfast point, uh, the first, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then we'll get into the presentation of who we're featuring and who's sponsoring the breakfast and so on. Um, We also, aside from that, have two major events. One is uh, our business expo, a B2B, usually at the Hilton Hotel on 110. Uh, Last uh, one we had was 2019, right before COVID. We had 1,200 attendees that had to close the parking lot at the Hilton. We had 110 vendors, B2B. Um, and we had uh, lots of uh, media, entertainment, radio uh, stations were involved, uh, Cox Media. Uh, we had videographers uh, showcasing sponsors. Uh, it was a fabulous event. And we had also had a diversity pavilion that we set up. And all the, it was at no cost to the LGBT network to African-American Chamber of Commerce, to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And so we, we brought all of that together for the first time uh, in 2019. And we continue to do that with our digital platform, with the inclusion and diversity platform as well. Um, so again, look, I'm not going to use Muhammad Ali's expression, we are the greatest. Um, but to be honest with you, um, I've I, I, we partner with a lot of organizations. We partner with HIA. We partner with Vision. We partner with a lot of folks. We're going to have Vision on tomorrow, at, at, not tomorrow, later in the month uh, at, at an event. It's important, as I said before, to break down the silos between us all. Now more than ever, we were doing this for years, but now with COVID, it's so important to work together. You know, And I, I welcome the opportunity, uh, John, to to partner with you, uh, with the with the Melville Chamber of Commerce, because, you know, Mark, when you asked the question, you know, do you do you talk to the other chambers? And he mentioned a couple of chambers, and, um, you know, I'm 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 more than happy to to pick up a dialogue after this and and get you involved and be involved with your organization as well uh, to try to help you. Our, our our mantra is help everyone, help others, help the organization, help the underserved communities, help the business, uh, the minority businesses, okay, help the women-owned uh, businesses. Um, this is this is what we want to do. And we're a hub, and we want to make this hub uh, diversified. We want to make this hub inclusive and uh, and very active uh, and, and build our economy back, all right? 
So to my listening audience, that's uh, quite a list of initiatives. And now you know why Melville Chamber is the greatest chamber on Long Island. <laughs> um, a little misleading the name, by the way, Melville Chamber. You actually represent uh, quite, quite a large geographical area. Yes. Well, we have four zip codes technically, uh, Huntington Station, Mel uh, Melville. Uh, it's really called the Melville East Farmingdale Chamber of Commerce. And then we have West Babylon. But I can be honest with you, we're, we're the whole island. We really should be the Long Island Chamber of Commerce. But I think I mentioned to you um, in doing some searches, I found out that uh, the LIA incorporated in 1927, I believe is the year, uh, the Long Island Chamber of Commerce and then changed the name to the LIA, Long Island Association. Very mm -hmm. interesting, a little trivia. Yeah. Um, so, but okay. we do cover all of uh, the whole region, all of Long Island and even into the boroughs, believe it or not, we have folks coming now from White Plains, from the boroughs, uh, because we're so much involved with all the other organizations. Uh, the African-American Chamber of Commerce, my dear friend, Phil Andrews, we had him on a, a few weeks ago. Um, and I'm, I'm a member through my, my you know, the, my day job uh, of the Long Island African-American Chamber. And that has uh, 16 counties. It's not just the Long Island Chamber. It's 16 New York counties. It's mm. the second largest, actually the largest African-American Chamber of Commerce in the country. Um, we've had uh, we've had Phil on our program before, so um, familiar. Uh, we'll come, we're going to come back to you, Tyler, talk a little bit more. Absolutely. Uh, Bessem. You're just, you're just days away from the start of uh, of the summer season in the Hamptons, and I think things are about to get crazy, especially coming off the year we just had. There's still there's still three weeks. Yeah, that's what I said. You're there's just still days three away. weeks. All right, we days away. Three weeks. Let's see. <laughs> Today's the twentieth, so uh, you probably less than three weeks. Oh yes, yes. So right. anyway, how how different do you expect things to be uh, this year compared to a year ago? Um, well, it seems that we still have the, the population that came out last year uh, as a result of COVID. Um, everybody flocked to the Hamptons. Uh, rentals are few and far between again this year as they were last year. Um, the uh, real estate market sales have, have gone through the roof, up 30, 40 percent in not only volume, but also in, in some prices. Um, it's really amazing what, what has transpired out here, especially from 2018 to 2019, where we were really, truly uh, going back to the uh, basically Father's Day to Labor Day. You know, we would have, you know, people come out for Memorial Day, but really it wasn't until the schools were out. And that's when people really came out here and, and the rest of the months were quiet. Um, you know, we experienced a, a drought out here in the Hamptons as far as tourism um, for 18 and 19, and uh, I, I, it's it's much much stronger now. Not only for the summer months, but for the year-round community as well. We had the Shelter Island Chamber of Commerce on last month, and uh, they told a similar story: a small island with a year-round population of about 3,000. And uh, they said uh, they added 500 new residents during the pandemic, which is a lot if your population is only 3,000, adding 500, it really put really taxed the school system, right? Sure. Taxed the local restaurants. So probably a similar situation with you where you found a real boom in, uh, in the local population. Yes, yes, uh, uh, everything. And, and we're also having trouble this year finding 
employees. Um, a lot of businesses are struggling. Restaurants are looking for cooks and waiters and bussers and uh, bar bartenders and, and, and uh, home. Uh, I have a few clients from my day job that uh, are, are asking me, you know, do I know anybody that can nanny that can, you know, whatever, whatever they can find, whatever they can find someone that's trustworthy, that's uh, reliable, loyal, and uh, it's going to be a tough, tough season out here as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Hey, we have a minute or so before we take a break. Um, tell me a little bit about your chamber. It seems like it takes a Herculean effort to run, uh, especially in getting to the summer months, it takes a Herculean effort to run your group. Tell me a little bit about the chamber. Well, we're not as probably great as the Melville chamber, <laughs> but uh, we, we like that moniker is going to stick, Tyler. <laughs> um, I think we're, we're definitely one of the, the larger chambers uh, out here on the East End, at least. Um, I mean, we have Sag Harbor and Montauk and Shelter Island, like you said, and um, a few of these other smaller. But we span some of our members span from Huntington. They come from. Huntington out here to work and to their businesses. They have uh, clients out here and, and they come to our networking nights. They come to our different events that we had pre-COVID. Um, we had the breakfast meetings that were, were very, very popular. Um, and, and we, you know, from Huntington to Montauk, uh, it was our kind of mantra or, or area of, uh, what do you call it? Um, Geography. Focus. Geography. Focus. So okay. um, we, we, uh, we try to do a lot of things. We are not a large organization by any means. Um, we have Karen, who's our executive director. Um, she handles a lot of the stuff, and she usually only has about one or two assistants. Um, and then that's usually for the summertime. We also do a, a pretty large farmer's market, um, which is very popular. And uh, the residents of Southampton are very happy about Um that has fortunately been able to to continue uh, through the pandemic or whatever because it's considered essential. Um, we try. We also have. We're doing drive-in movies um, well before the pandemic made it popular. Right. Um, we've kind of we've we put that on hold since so many other people are doing it. And we saw a, a big decline last year in our attendance at our drive-in movies. Um, and uh, we try to do whatever we can as far as, you know, a golf outing. We have some great, obviously, golf uh, courses out here or whatever. And uh, that, that's what we try to focus on, what the Hamptons is all about and um, exploiting that in any way that we can. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to play Genie in the Bottle. And that's where we find out uh, the three wishes that you have for your business organization. This is 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and you're listening to Chamber Chatter. Okay, we're back. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, and it's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTune Shoppers Discount app with over 2,500 discounts island-wide. You can download the MapTunes app. That's MapTunes, M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. 
My three business leaders with me today are Tyler Sloves, ambassador and board member for the Melville Chamber of Commerce, John Hill, he's the founder and CEO of the Long Island Advancement of Small Business, and Bessem Sukai, he's the president of the Southampton Chamber of Commerce. Gentlemen, it's time to play Genie in a Bottle. We're gonna find out what three wishes you have for your business organization. Tyler, I'm gonna start with you. Let's say uh, you're going for a walk in the West Hills Nature Preserve. You know where that is? Yes, I do. Love nature. And along the path, you spot a lantern. You pick it up, you give it a rub, and out pops a genie granting three wishes for the Melville Chamber of Commerce. What are you wishing for? So for the organization itself or for the for the Long Island region, what? You're talking about the, the organization. For the Chamber of Commerce, yeah. What are, you, what are your three needs? Well, um, my first wish would be that uh, we in we 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 have a good model already, but it it there's always room for improvement. And my first wish would be to uh, improve or build or create um, an organization that others um, that could be a model for others that that lift the quality of life for its citizens, for its region, for the folks that we serve. Um, you know, that's like an overall wish. Um, and a, a passion of mine is to lift the quality of lives for folks um, with whatever platform you can get your hands on. And I just happen to get my hands on this one. And uh, I'm doing all kinds of things with the board and with the folks that founded it to try to lift the quality of life. So wish number one, um, become a model for others, for other organizations to lift the quality of life on Long Island. Um, my other wish would be to help our younger generations that are coming uh, and to have a, a, the organization um, develop uh, mentorship programs, uh, jobs, for young folks coming out of college, keeping our young folks here on Long Island. Um, and, and that's another part of the model that I would, you know, rub the bottle for the genie to come out and help us with. Uh, we're working on it. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot of resources, a lot of connections, uh, a lot of collaboration, uh, buy-in. Um, and, and I wanna, as I said earlier, we work with academia, government, and nonprofit and profit for profit uh, organizations here on Long Island um, to do these things. So wish number one, better quality of life through, um, uh, through uh, what, what the first one I said was to develop uh, a model that, that everyone else could follow. Second would be for the youth, for the next generations to come. Um, and that would be coming out of the, our, our colleges. Um, my real wish is, is, you know, the, the third and probably most strongest wish is to have an effect on the region with regards to inclusion and diversity. We, our demographics are changing rapidly. And I believe that as, uh, as the statistics show, we are the, one of the most diverse regions in the country, yet the most segregated, the 10th tenth, tenth most segregated so my, my wish would be that we all come together, um, every culture, uh, all people, uh, and uh, you know, this organization um, 
creates a model for that as well. Uh, and that thus, that's one of the reasons we created the, uh, the platform for that. Uh, I would like to see other organizations follow that and follow through with that. You know, Tyler, um, your second wish regarding the young, um, the younger population and getting them, figuring out how to keep them here on the island. Mm -hmm. That's one wish that we hear a lot mm. when I pose this question. So you're right on the money and you're not alone. Uh, John, your organization has yes, been around for 12 years now. 11 oh, years, 11 years, Born. 11 years. 11, are you, you're into your 12th, right? No, I'm in my 11th year. You're 11th, so my math is off. <laughs> so as you enter your second decade uh, as an organization, what what are your three wishes? I uh, when when I read this question, I I went to the board and I said I'd like to get some input from some of the board members what they think, and I got you know things like increased attendance, diversify size of business type of businesses such as manufacturing business to business. Uh, I wish that more people understood what small business means because 99.9 percent .9 of the business in the in the whole United States are all small business. And a small business is no company less than 500 employees. But, you know, but when you talk small business, they don't want to be known as small business. It's sad, but true. And I would love to have a, a, a attendance by a diverse group of small business owners of all ages and sizes. And I, I re reached out to a number of different groups and tried to get them to come on board as well. Um, and we'd like to have publicity or events. I used to, uh, Long Island Business, uh, Long Island Business News, I used to uh, send a, a notice to them every month. Now they don't don't publish them anymore. And uh, I try to send it to different people that are that put their information up for uh, 516 ads and uh, Limba and a few other organizations I send the information to. That's basically it. Um, hey, hey, John, I... charter schools and emphasize teaching skills rather than social concepts. We have a failing educational system and we all do is pump more money into it and stifle its competition. And I think that's true. That's basically what I do. You know, John, uh, you may already be doing this, but um, I think just about every chamber of commerce on Long Island sends out a weekly or monthly e-blast. And I bet if you forwarded your information to the chamber, they'd be more than happy to include it in their e-blasts when they go out. You may not bat a thousand, but I, they're always looking for content to include in their in their newsletters. Well, I hope that their attitude has changed because I used to send it out on a regular basis to many of the chambers and I never got a response, but I will intend to do that again. Okay. All right, Bessem. So you're taking a stroll along the Atlantic Ocean at Shinnecock East County Park. You know where that is? Oh, yes. And you see a bottle in the sand. When you I pick, it up, pick it up, when you pick it up, a genie <laughs> comes out, grants you three wishes for the Southampton Chamber of Commerce. What are you asking for? Um, well, there's there's definitely been a disconnect between uh, the local business community and the uh, government here. Uh, a lot of business owners nowadays are are very very busy trying to stay alive and just survive. And it would be nice to, to have a, a little bit more of a connection between the, the local governments and um, 
the the business uh, it would be nice to try and, and make that connection whereas uh, business owners can voice their opinion and have actual uh, government representatives listen and and maybe make some changes um one beautiful village or whatever that's next door to us west hampton beach um they are improving by the um uh, improving immensely uh, they brought in a sewer district uh, they've opened up a ton of new shops they've opened up a ton of new little cafes a ton of new restaurants um and and i'm not saying that that's the answer for southampton um but there's a lot of businesses here that would like to see something done as far as a uh, community-wide project or or improvement um to our downtown and and uh i think that's one one wish um a second wish uh would be improvements uh with our educational um connection as far as businesses and and the community is with the schools and the libraries um that's i think also uh i think in the past business owners were a lot more connected with their local education and and schools so i i think it's not three wishes but it's maybe one big wish of more communication more connection um between the the local businesses and the government and um other you know schools and organizations that are not uh exactly run by a um uh for example a business type model um they're more of a you know uh, larger uh tax based um organization and uh you know it it, it seems that there's there isn't an understanding between the two and it would be nice to make that connection make have that communication open up again besom the relationship with government um is attainable the reason i say that is we've been doing this program for 3 years now and i would say about half of the chambers have a good working relationship with their local village the local township and the other half are like you and they wish for a better relationship so i think it's attainable mm-hmm. um the other thing i want to suggest to you and a couple of chambers have done this um they have reached out to the local ptas at the schools and they've managed to bring some of these pta presidents in not only into their chamber but it, for example rockville center comes to mind where one of the pta presidents is a high ranking board member what that has done for the chamber has gotten them an in and in this case it's with the high school southside high school and they're starting they started doing a bunch of promotions with the pta and the local businesses so they got the families of the students involved and then they got other chambers at maybe the junior high and some of the local elementary schools and they really built up um a bit of a groundswell within their chamber of pta members so maybe an angle for you to go is to reach out to the local pta president and say i'd like to invite you to come down to one of our meetings thank you and there may be some synergies maybe some synergies there as well okay uh we've got a little bit of time here so i just want to ask each one of you john i'm going to start with you 
Um, tell me about one success story under your leadership that you are most proud of with the LIA SB. <laughs> there's, there are so many uh, that I, I, I like to talk about, but uh, one in particular was uh, a man was looking for um, uh, a, a person to uh, run his production facility. And he came to me and he had gone through a bunch of people and I, and I knew of a person that was losing his job and he was ideal production person and I recommended it to him and he, he took it and the president came to me and he said, I am so pleased with this man. Thank you so much. And that was one of the things I did. I thought that was fantastic that he, that he really worked out well. Yeah. It's a good feeling when you can uh, bring that together, you know? That's right. It is. I just enjoyed it very much. Yeah. And Bess, I'm going to come back to you. What about you? Give me, uh, give me a success story that you're that you're proud of. Um, well, I, I haven't been a leader for very long. I just started. Uh, I just took over last year as president. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, I, I kind of think of myself as a success story. Um, I started this business 23 years ago. I had a business partner. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't see eye to eye. I took over a month before the stock market crashed in 08. Uh, it was a struggle. Uh, it was it was tough. We got hit with a, uh, a tobacco tax, which uh, really really killed. Um, especially as the online businesses started to uh, get uh, moving and, and really increase their business. Bassem, uh, let me interrupt you for one second. What kind of business are you talking about? A cigar store. Cigar store, okay. And um, sorry, and uh, we uh, we kept I kept at it, and uh, here I am, thirteen years later, and, and business has never been better. And uh, I mean, we uh, we still have that uh, heavy tax, but I'm glad that I stuck through it, and and the market is strong, and and uh, we're we're really really happy to uh, to stay to to be in business. Um, which was uh, something that, you know, we were, I considered uh, closing up a long time ago and, and maybe looking at it uh, from outside of the box, uh, I probably should have, but uh, I didn't, I stuck with it, blood, sweat and tears. And uh, here I am uh, years later, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm much better. Um, Did you find that during the pandemic uh, people tended to smoke more? It's kind of a relaxing yeah, I think uh, similar. Ice, I guess. To, yeah, I think similar to liquor. Um, you know, a lot of people used it as kind of a uh, pastime to you know kind of quell the the fears and the uh, unknowns. Um, I'm sure that there isn't really too many people alive that have ever lived through a, a pandemic or the last pandemic, which was in 1918. Well, was 1918. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that's that's over a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, All right, Tyler, we got a short minute here before we take a break. Give me uh, give me one success story that involves you in the Melville Chamber. Well, I have to say that we're in the midst of one right now. Um, it's a you know uh, we've obtained our first intern that I facilitated uh, and. Uh, it relates back to what you had mentioned earlier. 
uh, about keeping our young folks here and her mom uh, wish was for her to stay here when her professors were all telling her that uh, to be a, a, a local news reporter, you're gonna have to start up in Ithaca someplace. And I said, that's not true. We're gonna change that. And I got her as an intern. She's on our uh, Melville Chamber YouTube channel, which I think everybody should take a look at, whoever's listening. It's amazing. Uh, her name is Star Fuentes. She's got the name for it. And she's, um, she's done some unbelievable reporting and stories for the LIRR, for book fairs, for nonprofits. Um, and she's just an amazing, she, she does our events. She does a video of our events that she edits and produces. Uh, and, and we even have the, the microphone flag with the Melville Chamber on it uh, that we got for her. Oh, so that's, that's the biggest success story is that keeping our young people here, internships, connecting our business owners within the chamber with interns. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. That's similar to what John was just talking about. Yep. So, all right, up next, it's ask a leader. And that's where I'll stop asking the questions and I'm going to let each of you take the mic. It's chamber chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. We'll be right back. This is Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoon's Long Island Chamber Maps. Let me reintroduce my guest with me today. We have Tyler Sloves. He's the ambassador and board member of the Melville Chamber of Commerce. John Hill is with us today. He's the founder and CEO of the Long Island Advancement of Small Business and Bessem Sukai, he's the president of the Southampton Chamber of Commerce. Okay, it's time to ask a leader. And this is where I turn over the microphone and I let our guests ask the questions. And Tyler, um, when I told you that Bessem was gonna be uh, on our program from the Southampton Chamber, you said, great, I've got a question for him. Well, here's your chance, he's right here. Well. Bessem, I think we talked during the break and while uh, we had some technical difficulties, but um, I had asked you about last year when I was on with the uh, Suffolk Alliance of Chambers, um, your view of um, what was going on, I felt kind of uh, upset and, and uh, concerned about Out East because it, the shutdown happened in March. The season was coming for the Hamptons and and those areas out there. And I heard uh, lots of chambers from out there um, very concerned that they weren't able to open up for their season. They were halfway through the season by the time they got uh, the ability to open up and especially the restaurants, uh, the, re you know, the resorts, the folks that were, that were coming uh, for the summertime. Um, and, um, you know, you you had answered it earlier uh, during a break that uh, uh, you actually did more business during the year uh, because of some of the things you were forced to do uh, because of the uh, the pandemic. Uh, a lot of the businesses did some innovative things. So um, I'll let you answer that question again. Uh, sure. Thanks, Tyler. Um, basically, uh, yes, everybody got shut down in the beginning of uh, the spring last year, and um, there was a lot of concern of what was going to happen. And uh, if you remember, it, it, uh, we were only supposed to be shut down for two weeks, 
that was the uh, the the first uh, uh, communication we got from from our governments, and uh, that that's lasted a lot longer than than what they expected. But um, a lot of the businesses out here were able to bounce back. Fortunately, we have had a uh, an influx of residents and uh, tourists that weren't able to travel anywhere else. A lot of people that would normally travel outside of the country um, were, were forced to come out here or maybe say the Jersey Shore or go upstate or the Berkshires or somewhere of that nature. So we, we experienced a, a nice influx of, uh, of business out here that uh, we probably wouldn't have n normally seen. Um, and then on top of that, uh, later on through the year, uh, the fall months, uh, which is, is one of the most beautiful times of the year out here, um, because you have that the lovely colors of the trees and everything. You have the um, the harvest. You have the uh, the different uh, activities as far as um, apple picking and pumpkin picking, and uh, the wineries are, are in you know full force. Um, both on the North Fork and the South Fork. And uh, it, it, it was, I think, a, uh, a little bit of a, a blessing um, for a lot of these businesses out here. And a lot of them, I, 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 if you talk to some of them, they're tired. They're not used to uh, working uh, the full year at full capacity, uh, full summer capacity, like they, they probably experienced last year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. Um, I think we're going to have somewhat of a, a repeat. Um, I, I don't think that there's still a lot of places where people can travel to outside of the country. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Florida and, and some of the southern states are probably going to get too hot. And they're going to want to come back up here and, and uh, enjoy our, our beautiful beaches and our beautiful parks and everything else that we have to offer. So, thank you for the question. All right, John, we have uh, leaders from two very successful chambers of commerce with us today. What would you like to ask them? Uh, who do I send the information to to, uh, to have you uh, come to some of my meetings? That's what I need to know. I think I got it from Tyler, and I think I got it from, uh, from Besham. That's all I need, and I would be glad to, to send them information. Well, that's really a question that we can handle off the air, but was there... Anything else you wanted to know from either one of the presidents with you today, one of the leaders? Not really. I, I, I've been to a number of uh, chamber meetings, okay, and uh, I, I'm very impressed with them. I just wish that I could get as many people to come to my meetings as they do to get to theirs, that's for sure. John, do you go around and uh, present at uh, various chamber meetings to talk about your I, organization? I, I go... I haven't recently, but I've gone to Limber meetings and I've gone to uh, Long Island Connects meetings and I've gone to 516 Ads meetings, okay, primarily. Okay. I haven't Be gone to Chamber. Okay, Bessem, uh, questions for uh, Tyler and John? Uh, yeah, for John, um, we'd love to, to host you at, at maybe in the future when things uh, open up a little bit more at maybe one of our breakfast meetings or are one of our networking nights. Um, I think uh, your organization would be very, very helpful. Um, I, I know that's not really a question, uh, but uh, that's definitely something that I wanted to get out there. 
Um, what is the, uh, is there any kind of requirements as far as a small business uh, to work with the Long Island ASB or? Um, no, no, no. Do, your, no. do you guys focus on anything more so than anything else? We focus, we focus on education primarily. And education means that we, uh, for example, we, we've done uh, different things regarding uh, social media. We've done programs on social media. We've done programs on finance. We've done programs on marketing. We've, we've done programs on sales and so forth. We had Pete Fasillo, who is a, a well-known uh, sales trainer. He, he gave a presentation that was very well received. We had about 40 people at the event. And we have, uh, we had uh, a couple of people from social media come, but uh, we had Bob Kraskeri from uh, do a presentation on Microsoft 365 that many people have trouble with right now. So those are the things that we're involved with. And I think that's important because as I said before, if you don't stay up with the latest in technology and sales and marketing, you're gonna fall by the wayside. And I know companies that have. Okay, thank you. All right, let's shift gears for a second here. Um, over 60% of New Yorkers have had at least one COVID vaccine in their arm. We are getting closer and closer to normalcy. My question for each of you, and uh, I will start with you, Tyler. Uh, what does your summer look like for the Melville Chamber? So, you know, safety of our members, and our community are, are number one. Um, you know, we uh, we are looking to stay digital, not only towards the recovery, but afterwards as well. So we're very comfortable uh, doing our <clears throat> our educational events, entertainment events, <clears throat> um, going out into the field with our reporter, who, by the way, she's student teachers also, so she's fully vaccinated our intern, uh, who I mentioned before, and, and myself. And so I'm happy to go out and, and go out to the business owners and actually um, go, on the, go on and interview the business owners and, and create activity with them uh, through being out in the field. Um, with regards to events, I, I don't think we're gonna be able to do our big expo that we have once a year. And I forgot to mention before, we also have an awards dinner uh, and honor the different, uh, you know, uh, folks that had the accolades of the year to uh, to give back to the community uh, with regards to their businesses, nonprofits, and so on. Um, but I think we're known for our live events, and and the big question is, when the heck are you guys coming back into into the you know the arena again? to do the, the restaurants and the, the after hours and the breakfasts and so on live. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it, the board's talked about it. Um, we're gonna get our feet wet hopefully sometime in June um, with some sort of a, a controlled event, uh, you know, not exactly like it used to be. Uh, we're hoping to do that. Uh, and, you know, I we'll see what happens as we, come along with the vaccine and with, you know, the numbers, the numbers are very low right now. I check them every day. I yeah. have an app, uh, they're below 1% at some point, uh, some days. So as far as the infection rate, so we'll see, we're waiting for the hotels 
So the hospitality industry, another good dear friend, Christian Jarnigan, uh, Discover Long Island, you know, they're also confined. They, they can't, they're only allowed a certain capacity. And that's, that's, that's our big event is the end of October at the Hilton. So we have dates locked in, you know, not locked in, but, you know, reserved. But we don't, we don't know yet. So to be quite honest, the answer to the question is um, safety first. Um, and we can continue this digital world and build it and even make it better as we uh, get our feet wet and get back into the field. So much of what's planned for 2021 is back-ended. We're all hoping that, you know, we get a little further into the year, but enough people will be vaccinated. Uh, Bessem, um, what do you guys have on your agenda for the summer? Um, I'm sure plans will be a little different, but uh, we're moving forward, clearly. What are you guys looking at? Well, pretty much similar to Tyler, uh, you know, obviously safety first. Um, we do, we just had a meeting about uh, a couple of weeks ago where uh, we sat down and looked at our calendar and, and said, basically, we can't do anything. We, uh, we have to put everything on hold. Uh, we usually have, uh, like I was saying before, our breakfast meetings, our networking nights. Um, we do a honorary lunch uh, for somebody here in, in June. Uh, that isn't going to happen. Um, we'll do. We usually do a what they call a ragamuffin parade in October for Halloween for the local kids, where they can go through the village. That unfortunately is also uh, put on hold. Um, the drive-in movies we could have done, but, uh, we felt it wasn't lucrative. Um, so we put that, uh, aside for now. And, um, what else? Basically, uh, the only thing that we're moving forward with is the farmer's market, uh, since that's an essential, uh, business and it's outdoors. It's in our, our lovely park here in Southampton Village, Agawam Park. I think we've added on quite a few more vendors than we had last year. Um, so that'll be a, a nice uh, plus to to at least what transpired last year when last year's farmers market was was great and we actually went probably ten to twelve weeks longer than we normally would. We usually start um, in late May, early June, and I think we started early as soon as uh, we were allowed to, and we went all the way up to Thanksgiving. Whereas normally we'd end around Columbus Day. So you're just really hoping for a summer that's filled with a lot of support from the residents and your visitors, support of the of local course. businesses, because you did away with a lot of your promotions and all that. What you're really looking for is for the residents to step up and support the local businesses. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's really what is truly, truly important for all of Main Street America um, is, is supporting uh, all of the mom and pop shops and all the little retail and restaurants and cafes and, and whatever else is out there, ice cream shops. I mean, that's that's where uh, you're going to have these communities like you have in your background there. I mean, that's I don't know where that is, but that's a great little main street. And, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate when you see it without any cars on it or without any activity. It, it looks desolate and uh, it's not happy. So, yeah, we want uh, the locals to shop local and support the small business. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah. For those of you listening on the radio, I have a backdrop on my Zoom camera here. 
and it's of Massapequa Park. So if you can picture beautiful little downtown Massapequa Park, that's what you, that's what uh, Bessem's looking at. Okay, while we have a few minutes remaining, uh, I'd like to give our guests, I always like to do this, I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk about what you do when you're not devoting your time to your organization. John, I have seen your bio. It's impressive. Tell me what keeps you busy when you're not leading the LIASB. I do uh, trade shows on an international basis. Okay. And uh, then my next trade show is the fourth, uh, the third, third or fourth quarter of 22. And that's when we're going to do another trade show. I'm a trade show coach and business consultant. Besides, I've been a, if you've read my bio, I've, I've taught. I uh, did read your bio. W Post and I've, I've done, uh, I've taught at Stony Brook University. I taught 20 bioscience PhD students how to get a job, what I did. <laughs> so I keep busy, I try to anyway. Your, your bio is impressive. You've, uh, you've certainly made your mark. Bessem, I know you're a very busy man. You run two companies. Tell my audience what you do when you're not running the Southampton Chamber. Uh, well, my daughter is involved in uh, volleyball, so travel volleyball. We, uh, we love to do that. That's usually at this time of the year. Unfortunately, again, this year that was put on hold. Uh, we do have a tournament coming up in AC uh, next weekend, the 22nd or whatever that is, uh, which we're excited to go to. Um, Tell me about your two companies that you run. The two companies I run, one is the cigar store. Uh, that's in Southampton Village. I've been here for 23 years. Uh, I actually just moved my location for uh, the fourth time, uh, it's tough to, to find a uh, good landlord-tenant relationship, but it uh, looks like I may have found one. I, I got a nice long-term lease. And the other business, which has been picking up lately, is a, a car service. So a lot of airport runs, a lot of taking people out to dinner. And um, yeah, and, and obviously my wife, she finds some, some honey-do lists for me too. So. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you're the ambassador and board member for the Melville Chamber. What else keeps you busy? So I, I just like I do at the Chamber, uh, you know, mentor and uh, connect. Uh, I do the same. Uh, I work a lot with Prudential. I'm an emeritus advisor with Prudential. Emeritus, the word means honorable discharge. So I kind of work part time. I was able to hold on to my book of business, which is financial planning business. Um, I work a lot with corporate. I help them with their social media since I'm so good at doing it for the chamber. But uh, we do um, a lot of uh, teaming, um, uh, uh, teaching folks how to work together as teams uh, and also mentoring young advisors coming out of college, looking to take that on as a career. Um, so I just, I love mentoring our youth. I love uh, helping the youth uh, with their careers. Okay, gentlemen, nice job today. Special Thank thanks you. to my three guests with me here this morning. Tyler Sloves, like I said, he's the ambassador and board member for the Melville Chamber of Commerce. John Hill joined us today. He's the founder and CEO of the Long Island Advancement of Small Business, also known as the LIASB. And then Bessem Sukai, he's the president of the Southampton Chamber of Commerce. My name is Mark Snyder, and you've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. 
Chamber Chatter is available as a podcast. You can visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter and also on YouTube. You can search WCWP Studios. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. As always, special thanks to my longtime friend, Dan Cox. He's the director of broadcasting here at WCWP, and he's been my producer throughout the pandemic. Remember to always keep your local business in mind when you're making purchases or utilizing services. Yes, it's that important. Stick around for Project Independence and you. It's coming up next. Have a wonderful weekend. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.